0: This one was from an anonymous person. What do you do if you work for a micromanager? So we've kind of touched on this idea of what do you do if you are the micromanager? And we've all been there. We're, all, we're both recovering control freaks. <laughs> so what do we do if you work for a micromanager? And I think, yeah, what, what's your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, as someone who has both been a micromanager and worked for a micromanager, I know them well, and so I, I guess the questions become a lot easier. And it's really challenging, especially if that person's in a more senior leadership role, because uh, we need to acknowledge the power dynamic that comes into play with being able to deliver that feedback mm. to your manager. So I would I would preface this with what's the psychological safety that exists? within your relationship to that leader. And we've talked about this, go back and listen. I can't remember what the podcast episode was, but we talk about this idea of moving from questions to observations, to statements, to challenges. So if you, if you don't have the psychological safety to challenge, start with questions and observations. Uh, the question that I would be asking in this of your manager right now is, is what do you need from me that you're not getting right now? So if they're getting down into the detail of something, then it's because they're not getting something that they feel that they need. So, for example, they may just not feel like they're, you know, they might be showing up to an executive team meeting and they're getting, they're getting grilled on questions that they don't know the answers to. And as a result of that, it pushes them back to you to go, actually, I need to get more in the detail with this. And so once you kind of like can identify what they're missing, it allows you to empower up with information rather than them stepping down to get it. So you might say, hey, you know, right now you're working on four projects and I just don't know the state of the progress of where they're at. And I feel really out of the loop. I feel really uninformed so that when I'm in my exec meeting, I can't speak to these areas. So you might go, hey, what I would love to do is rather than CCing you on every single email so that you have, you know, we clutter your inbox with more what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you a bi-weekly update or a weekly update and it's going to have the four projects and it's going to have three dot points beneath those that give you enough information for you to feel confident to show up in that exec, exec meeting to be able to speak to it without needing to get down in the detail of everything. Would that be helpful for you? And so maybe it is just purely empowering up with information so that your leader feels more comfortable with that. Um, yeah, I would be saying, what, what are you missing that you're not getting that is causing you to step down into the detail?
0: Yeah, that's really good at practice of how do you manage up and really focus on what they care about because often yeah. it comes down to what is it, I love that question, what are you not getting or what are you missing right now? That speaks to the thing that they really care about and then if you can come up with a solution and you're almost able to take some of the control back of going, okay, cool, now I'm going to come up with a solution that makes your life easier and by doing so helps everyone and it reduces that level of micromanagement.
1: Yeah. One thing that I think is really um, a good example of this and something that's worthwhile remembering as an employee is that your manager has the ultimate responsibility for your work. And so it's it's really tempting to, to beat a manager up because they want to get down into the detail, but if they're getting down into the detail, there's a reason why they're not feeling confident in a particular area or they're, they're missing something that they feel like they need, which is why it's important to ask that question. But you do have to acknowledge that they're also carrying the responsibility of those decisions. So a good example of this is, you know, we've seen a lot happening with Optus recently in the news in Australia, where the CEO has recently resigned over the outages that have taken place. And I remember reading through the comments of that and going, people, people saying, why why did they resign? Like, why, why, why is the CEO stepping down over somebody else's mistake? And what most people don't realize is that unfortunately, the reason why the CEO is in, that, is in that role is because they carry ultimate responsibility for all the decisions that get made by every single one of their employees. I'm sure the CEO wasn't the person that caused the, the outage yet they were carrying the responsibility of that decision. So hopefully just by knowing that every layer in the business, they're carrying the the weight and the responsibility of your work and your outputs allows you to have a bit more empathy as to why maybe they're feeling stressed or concerned that they feel the need to step down into your role. And if you can empower up and elevate them and and help them feel confident, um, feel like they're across everything, it's going to make them feel more confident to show up in that role and probably less likely to step down in the detail.
0: I'm really glad you said that thing about empathy because when we're in these kind of tricky work relationships where we feel like maybe the relationship isn't working as well as it could, we often forget to have empathy for the other person. We're thinking about, oh, this really sucks or this is really tricky or this is really painful the way this relationship is right now. But having empathy for the other person's role and the complexity that that role holds is really key to solving the problem. And I think about this in a uh, design process. If we think about user experience and the user experience process of having empathy for the user, and that's a really core cool part of product design, we can apply this to our how we design the relationships that we have at work. And if we have empathy for people and the things that maybe we don't see that are happening for them or, or are challenging for them, then we can go, okay, cool. Well, how might that be impacting how they're showing up, how might I adjust what I'm doing to account for some of the stress they may be carrying or things that they care about?